Welcome back to One Winning Pod, where the Chargers are facing the Ravens on Sunday night in their house, coming off a very sad loss to the Green Bay Packers away in Lambeau Field. They had a really tough go in that game. Crazy press conference afterwards. Uh, Fans are upset. Players are upset. And they're going to take it out on us. So, one thing that's interesting about the Chargers, they lose two, they win two, they lose two, they win two. So, they're on track to win this game if they continue the pattern. (laughs) So, what are they going to do, guys? How are the Ravens going to respond to this matchup? It's an interesting one. It's a really interesting one. I think on paper, um, the Ravens have the better roster. And even that, I think, is up for discussion because the Chargers have definitely, I mean, really, it's been the past few seasons. It feels like that they're, the caliber of players they have on their roster as a whole is better than the product they put out, um, which I think has to be a, a huge reason there's such frustration on the fan base. I mean, Justin Herbert, one of the great young quarterbacks right now in the NFL, um, he's having a great year, not enough to overcome the troubles they have on on defense the injuries they have on offense um yeah i mean short and sweet i i think that this is a really interesting time to play the chargers because very emotional uh, as you just said after this loss is that something that they're going to be able to ch- come together as a team on and channel all their energy in and, and give the ravens a, a, a very hard-fought game um or are they going to implode uh and just pack it in on the first sign of, of, you know, struggle in, in the matchup. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing. And it's just one that's makes this game at an onset. I think even beyond just looking at the individual matchups, uh, a little hard to, to kind of, kind of predict. Yeah. Like we were saying at the top, uh, the Chargers are definitely a weird team. Um, definitely feel like one that is underperforming. Um, but that said, they're also not a team um, who's been blown out a lot. Um, they actually have a positive point differential, and that's because most of their losses are within you know, three points. Um, honestly, I think the only game you really look at in their uh, schedule this year that they lost to by more than one score would be the um, away game in Kansas City. They lost 31-17. But other than that, I mean, you have close games against Miami, uh, Tennessee, uh, Dallas, um, Detroit as well, um, and then Green Bay last week. And you know, most of those teams are pretty good. Um, you know, you you look at those and those the upper echelon of tiers. So, you know, it, it, it's not the worst thing in the world, I guess. But obviously, you know, the fan base over there and just you know expectations around the Chargers—they've kind of been this team that's been always on the outside looking in and the, thinking that they have the pieces to be able to take the next step. You know, you believe that for long enough, you know, things are going to get a little weird uh, when you, when you don't live up to those expectations. So, um. You know, even for the Ravens, you know, I wouldn't expect this to be a, a blowout at all. I know we're not going to go into poll predictions yet, but, um, you know, I, I think looking into this game, I think, you know, the Ravens certainly want to be able to uh, get the win, be able to go into a bye. It definitely feels better to go in with the win instead of a loss. Um, but that said, like, they're going to have to fight for it. I think the Chargers aren't going to be a team that are going to roll over. I think they could be a team that uh, makes some mistakes in the end, but I think the Ravens have to make sure they don't make any. Peter, you bring up a good point. The Chargers have been spending a lot of money trying to become a, a great team, bringing in high-value uh, free agents. If you look at their cash um, you know, spend, it's pretty high on this year. 
and uh, you know they're already over the cap for next year if uh, you believe in that kind of thing. So <laughs> you know they're they're definitely spending future dollars. They're trying to win, and they're just not seeing the fruits of that of that uh, you know expenditures. And yeah, the team's extremely frustrated. You can see that Staley's, uh, you know, he, he came in, this analytic guru, he was following the book, he was doing crazy nerd things, uh, he was getting, you know, carried out, uh, you know, heralded for <laughs> all his analytic breakthroughs, and then he loses a game because of, like, really galaxy bringing the play, and then he kind of, I feel like he's, like, been on a full, like, death tilt ever since then. He just doesn't know what to do anymore. He doesn't know if he should be aggressive. He doesn't know if he should be conservative. You watch them his defensive play calling, and I'm like, dude, you're like crazy. Like, it's third and one, and you're playing your corners back as if it's, you know, first and ten. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Like, it's just, if he plays like that against us, Slant Master OBJ, Slant Master Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers are going to just feast. Like, it's not even going to be a contest, guys. Like, I don't know. They got to really need to figure out what they're doing here because I just, uh, I just don't really understand their defensive scheme. I don't understand like what they're trying to do. And they've had some bad injuries, man. Um, Mike Williams out for the year. Who knows what's going on with Bosa. Uh, if he, and, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's tough. Well, and even the players that are playing, I mean, uh, Austin Eckler has missed some time this year and, you know, a, a spot that looked like should have been a monster uh, spot for him to perform against Green Bay. He has a, a pretty pedestrian game uh, early in the first quarter. I, I know a lot of people commented on the, the breakaway um, play that he had in space where it's quite obvious that he's not going at the the full speed that you're used to seeing that guy go. Um, Allen had a couple key drops, including one that could have very easily been a touchdown. I know he was dealing with, with an injury uh going through practice there were some questions as to whether or not he would be full strength going into that game against green bay um and i mean those guys this offense really needs to be at full strength because outside of those guys with mike williams out for the year i mean they really have no one uh quentin johnston has been basically what everyone expected him to be which was a guy who could run and not catch um gerald everett has been dealing with injuries. Not that he really had been doing that great this year anyway, even though he was pretty solid the year before. And then outside of that, I don't know how many, <laughs> I, I have to look at their depth chart to figure out who else they have out there as far as, um, as skill position players. I mean, I, I guess you still got Joshua Kelly there and David Parham who've, who've been uh, depth guys there for a while. Uh, Jalen Guyton came back from injury and then was out against the Packers. So, I mean, yeah, on, on offense, it, Herbert, you got to watch out for, um, but you know, they, if you can take Eckler and Allen out of this game, which is, is not an easy task, even with them not being 100%. Um, if you take those guys out, I, I don't think that the chargers have anyone else that scares you even in the slightest. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's, it's definitely gonna be a tough task. You know, we talked about last week with the uh, Ravens run defense hasn't been doing super well. Um, you know, we think it's fatigue related, but um, Eckler's a guy who definitely can do a lot of damage on that front. Fortunately, we got the linebackers behind them, but um, you know that'll be a challenge. Uh, Keenan Allen is one of those guys who feels like he's been around the league forever. He feels like the new um, Larry Fitzgerald now that he's retired, but just continues year in, year out, um, still putting up crazy numbers. 
Um, you know, definitely not the not the same player. I think he probably was like you know four or five years ago, but but still um, continues to be super productive. So, um, but he's a, a big physical receiver as well. Um, you know, he's a you know <laughs> quite crafty route runner, I think, and um, you know he'll, he'll be he'll be a challenge for sure. Um, I would imagine Stevens will probably get the most of him, but depending on where they put him in and you know where they're aligned, um, I don't think they'll probably trail him, but. Um, still it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a big matchup for those guys. I think most of the time, um, we've been going up against, um, some smaller receivers, but, uh, but he'll be a guy who really is, is been known for those 50, 50 balls. So, um, so yeah, he'll, he'll be, he'll be a new challenge, I think for, for this defense, but, but yeah, um, you know, I think Herbert is one of those guys ultimately where, I mean, he's going to throw the football a lot. So, you know, I, I think, um, one, the Ravens have to make sure that their pass rush is going to be able to hit home um, and and hit home quite often. Probably try to make him uh, make some negative mistakes. Um, but uh, yeah, and they and they got to keep on it because otherwise, you know, Herbert's going to throw fifty times, <laughs> 40, 50 times a game. Like it, it might very well turn out that way. Well, one thing we we'll have to pay attention to as well when Herbert's throwing the ball is the offensive line. If you look at it. Interesting group. Um, Slater is a great left tackle. He's been playing well. Zion Johnson was was drafted highly. Um, PFF grade isn't the best, but you know that, doesn't, that isn't the end all be all. And then you look at the rest of the line; it's a bunch of middling guys as far as PFF grade goes. And um, definitely curious to see how they stack up. When I was watching the game with uh, with uh, one of our fancy friends uh, playing against Green Bay, I guess like. Green Bay got some good pressure, uh, particularly from the right side. So I think it's something the Ravens could replicate and um, you know be right in the face of uh, Herbert. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'll admit I'm not super well versed with their offensive line, but I agree. The same thing if, uh, went by my mind too. While I was watching that game. I mean, it's a line that looks solid but doesn't exactly scare you. Um, I certainly. We saw what the Ravens were able to do against uh, Cincinnati Bengals offensive line that that has had some success this year, uh, to be honest, even if it's not quite to the level that you would um, Cincinnati fans would definitely want. So it looks like a matchup that the Ravens should be able to have success at if they're able to uh, to execute and and don't play down the competition, which we've certainly seen them do uh, multiple times this year. That's going to be another key thing to look out for here. Moving on their defense, um, we kind of mentioned it earlier, but uh, against the Packers, uh, Joey Bosa exited with an injury. Uh, looks like he's going to be going to an IR, so he's not going to be in this matchup. Um, but their defense, yeah, I mean, you know, I think we talked about it before as well that they spent a lot of money on a lot of players um, coming in. Um, I, I think one of the guys in particular who they had signed somewhat recently is no longer with the team. JC Jackson ended up uh, releasing mm. him. Yeah. Um, you know, after a pretty terrible uh, number of games for them this year. Um, but still, you know, even between uh, some other guys like Khalil Mack, spent a lot of money to bring him in. Uh, Kendricks as well um, from the linebacker side. Yeah, there's a lot of money on this defense, but. Um, very, very underperforming. I think I saw a stat somewhere there, the 20, 25th, 26th uh, ranked defense in terms of points, yards, um, things like that. Um, you know, and just, you know, looking at their record as well, just, you know, a lot of, of give, giving up 
fourth quarter leads and, uh, you know, a lot of points on the board in general. So, um, I think, you know, the, from what we've seen with the Ravens last week, their offense has playing pretty well. Uh, they scored 30 points the last couple of games. Um, you know, I think they continue to execute well in the run game, pass game. Um, I think they definitely got a shot. I, I feel like the Chargers, like they, they, they've, they've been middling, but also like they've got the guys to be able to do some damage. Definitely some talented players. So I think it, it kind of comes down to what you were saying earlier, Peter, of, you know, just not playing down a competition, which is, you know, rather unfortunate considering most of our losses have, have all kind of been under that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was listening a little bit to uh locked on Chargers podcast before, um, or today during lunch to kind of get a sense of, you know, what the Chargers, how the Chargers view this uh, team right now. Um, I think the first 10 minutes were a rant on how uh, Joe Staley needs to be fired three weeks ago. But after you get <laughs> through that, yeah, um, there there's just seems to be an, an incredible lack of trust in the defense. There's certainly frustration from the fan base towards the offense, but I mean, there's also seems to be the kind of the view of just like, you know, just how much do you expect this offense to overcome with this defense? Uh, it's just, and it's incredible. Like we're saying, like there are players that the Ravens are going to need to watch out for. Khalil Mack, I think, is going to be a guy that McCarry would struggle with. Um, Moses, we've seen this year, even though he's had a pretty good year, he struggled at times against more athletic um, uh, defensive players. Uh, can't forget, and I know it was week one, so that was a while ago, but gave up the first sack of, of Will Anderson's career um, in that game. And, you know, they've got some other guys here uh, to lead to a Peloto ha- has been getting to the passer as well. Um, you know, they, they've got guys that can rush the passer, but the thing is, even if this defense has success, it, there's just something about it. That's just not closing games. And I mean, I, I wasn't able to come away with an exact definitive what's going wrong there. Um, from a standpoint of, of you know strategy or, or game management, um, from the research I was able to do today, but also I think I kind of got the feeling that that Chargers fans are just fed up with trying to guess on what it is. It's just something that seems to be there every game for them. I mean, and, and it's just like, gosh, let's not even forget that they should have lost to the Vikings, uh, and they should probably only have three wins on the year. But they lucked out in that game that uh. Cousins had that that pick in the end zone when he uh, in that game when he couldn't get the the home crowd to quiet down right I believe that was that game so yeah I mean this is a game though that I am just worried about it being a trap game because like honestly I'm looking at this game I just don't see how the Ravens lose it and then that is in and of itself just makes me nervous of like just like is there going to be some way that we find a way to fumble it <laughs> Yeah, it seems too good to just say that. Like, it, you know, they have too many good players that could have a good day, all correlated with us having bad days. Like, that's that's something that you got to keep in mind out for. We have to definitely execute and, and play well. One thing that's super strange about this team is that, like, Caleb was rattling off this stat when we were watching the Packers. Um, that, like, basically, Herbert is super parody, like, Wins, losses, yards, like everything is like exactly the same um, over all his games. And you can kind of see that as a microcosm this year. Like you were saying, Peter, like five losses in games by three or less points, you know, but they have a plus 21 point differential because they had two blowout wins. So 
this team, like the wind blows slightly different. They could be way better. You know, they could be seven and three um, instead of four and six. So I definitely think the Ravens need to pay attention to this team. And, uh, you know, whenever you see a guy like Derwin James on the other side of the ball, even if he's having a down year, you got to be concerned. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me right now, um, you know, I'm definitely worried a lot about the um, the play of Austin Eckler. And I mean, frankly, you know, the play of the Ravens defense, um, you know, kind of allowing him to 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 dictate what the offense is going to do. I Like I said earlier, I think Herbert's going to throw the ball regardless. Um, but I think if, if they're going to have sustained success, then Eckler is going to have to get involved and he's going to be contributing a big part to the game plan. And we've seen, you know, last week, uh, Mixon is, a, honestly, I'd say a pretty similar back. Um, you know, been around the league for a couple of years, had a lot of success over, you know, a, you know, at least three, four years now. And, uh, you know, he had a lot of success against the the run defense. So, um, you know, for the, for the Bengals, I think, you know, they had a couple unlucky breaks, obviously Burrow going out early, um, obviously didn't help their offense. And, uh, you know, so I, I think, uh, you know, if they're able to get Eckler going, I think this could be a game where things change a little bit. And like you said, you know, I think if, uh, you know, Ravens offense, if, if they run in and run into any roadblocks and, uh, you know, take a step back in there, suddenly this game looks a lot more closer uh, than than a game last week against the Bengals. So, um, yeah, I think going into the bye, um, I really want to see how um, how the, the run defense is going to do. I'm very curious to see if uh, Project Washington comes back and then how he's going to play. Um, you know, like I said, we haven't figured out why he was unable to go last week against the Bengals, but, um, at least having that extra rest from him. And if he does come back, I'd be very curious to see if he, uh, you know, steps up the play and, and kind of helps, uh, mitigate that, uh, aspect of the defense, at least for this week. You bring up a good point, Chris. Uh, we played Thursday night. They played on Sunday. So we've had extra time to rest up and prepare for this team. So, another reason this should be a slam dunk win even though we do have to travel across uh the country which normally is a negative i think having that extra days of rest is a bigger thing and we know that these guys have figured out how to play in different time zones so uh have confidence in their ability to adjust and, and play at a high level yeah absolutely and i think another thing that you look at here um i think the flock's going to travel for this game uh that's not to say that, that I, I know whether or not, you know, the Chargers fans will come out in full force. Um, I'll admit that I I haven't seen too many Chargers games, so I really don't know what their fan base is. But I think that you look at the fact that um, I could be wrong, but I think this is going to be the Ravens' first time playing in SoFi Stadium, right? Um, yeah. And you also look at the fact that this game is, is falling on, you know, Thanksgiving weekend, so people are, are going to be traveling uh, and I'm sure Ravens fans are going to want to check out that stadium, obviously, with it being so so new. So I think they're, you're going to have a, a pretty good showing from the fan base, which could definitely um, help sway uh, the crowd a bit to, you know, you hear a lot of chance for the Ravens, some noise on when the Chargers have the ball. Something that could help the, uh, it, you know, help get the, the crowd more on the Ravens side, make it a little more of a neutral setting, per se. That's all inference, of course, but it certainly seems like there's a possibility for that. Did we play when when we played the Rams? No, we were supposed to, but I, if I'm almost if I'm not mistaken, this the the um, construction for the stadium got pushed back a year. So in 2019 was supposed to be the first year for that stadium. 
see. But we pl- we definitely played that game in the um in the Rose Bowl stadium. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to find the game book, but uh I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then anytime we played the Rams or Chargers since then they've been here. Yeah, Memorial Coliseum. Dead on. So, yeah, I guess uh I guess it would be then. The first time we played there. I I really wanted to go, man. I remember uh before the schedule came out, hoping that it would be lined up at a, a time of the year when it made sense. But holiday weekend, everything else going on in my life, like, no way. No way, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, well. That's okay. One day. I'm curious how much the uh, resale tickets are for that. What's the cheapest ticket? I do know a decent amount of the flock's going to be there. Um, you know, a lot of, at least Ravens podcasters. You got Ken McCusick and uh, Jordan and uh, Gabe from the Situation Room. They, they actually live out there, so it makes sense. But, uh, you know, they'll be out there making a lot of noise, so... I think uh, the, the opportunity for it to be a home game is on the rise. I think it's a great way to spend your Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I would consider it if uh, you know didn't have uh, didn't have family stuff to be able to go into. Got family oh, coming you can in get, town, but uh, you can get a thirty nine dollar nosebleeds before fees on StubHub. There you go. Get that. Uh, I think if you fly on Thanksgiving, it actually is a kind of a decent time to fly because no one's actively flying on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, flying on a holiday is is um, yeah, it's it's a huge discount. I've I've done that on Christmas Day a couple times. Nice. There you go. Going into bold predictions and score predictions. Yeah, I was going to go with mine first. Um, what a weird game. What a weird team. <sighs> I both know the Chargers and I don't know the Chargers. It's very uncomfortable. I feel like this is the least confident uh, <laughs> I've gone into a bold prediction score prediction in quite a while. Um, I'm going to go into bull prediction. I'm going to go to the offense. I'm going to say that the offense continues to get the wide receivers involved. I'm going to say that uh, Zay and Bateman both get touchdowns this game. Maybe it'll be a uh, it'll be a weird uh, topsy turvy game where uh, the Chargers think, "Hey, we shut down Gus Edwards. Game solved." And the Ravens are going to be like, nah, we got receivers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they can score touchdowns in the red zone. So I'm going to say they uh, they both end up with touchdowns this game. So that'll be my bold prediction. Score prediction. Um, yeah, this is where it gets weird. I think the Ravens are going to win away with this. Um, but I don't know if it's going to be a blowout. Because the Chargers are weird. Um I'm going to say, I'll say they continue their uh, 30 point streak. So I'll say that maybe the Ravens score, say 31 points. And I'll say the Chargers end up with 24, 31 24 Ravens. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting angle to look at this game, uh, looking at wide receiver production. Uh, against the run this year, Chargers, who over the past couple of seasons, like that was used to be the way you attacked the Chargers defense, was just to to attack them on the ground. They've actually been pretty uh, decent on the ground this year and are just ahead of us as far as um, yards per game. We've given up 103.7 per game while they've given up 102. But you flip the switch to passing yards per game. We're third in the league, and they are all the way a very distant last place, 291.6 yards given up per game. Um, The next closest team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 270. Uh, That's uh, a... pretty significant there. So yeah, I, what does concern me about this game is just like I said at the, at the top, 
I don't know what frame of mind this Chargers team is going to be in. Are they going to rally and and finally put together a big game on national television, or you know, is this a lost locker room? Um, all the games they've played this year have been close. Uh, I'm going to say that that's the same here. Uh, shootout game. Uh, Ravens will win 38 to 37. Bold prediction. You're going to have both Zay and Odell top 100 yards receiving. I got the double dip on wide receivers. Alec, is yep. going to make it a triple? I am. We're going to make a, a uh, giant <laughs> Ravens wide receiver parlay. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Zay and Odell for 100 each. Zay and Bateman touchdowns. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to juice it a little bit. I was going to say eight, but I'm going to go nine receptions for Zay Flowers. Uh, proving to Johnston that he was definitely the better pick. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Can't share the story enough. Elated, literally punching the air in happiness when he got drafted one ahead of us because I knew the Ravens would dodge a bullet. was so happy and just watched that guy, master artist of cardio, and just can't catch balls. <laughs> It's exactly what we said. <laughs> I, know, I gave like self reference one of his tweets. Like, if Johnson could catch the ball, he'd be a top ten pick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, it's an issue. So maybe he'll figure it out. Hopefully not today. So I'm gonna say Zay Flowers gets nine receptions. And you know, we didn't talk about. I don't think during this whole show is that in 2021 we played this team. They were supposed to be good, and we absolutely destroyed them. And uh, Chris over here, and I think Peter said the same thing, like same sentiment. I think the reason this re- like preview show has been so hard, like who are these guys? Like they haven't been themselves all year. And what we're seeing on film is just an underachieving team. They're not hitting on cylinders. Like it's just, they're not playing up to what was expected. Uh, leadership st- seems to be in turmoil. Players seem to be frustrated. And it's like, will that narrative change against the Ravens is the question. And I'm going to say it doesn't. The Ravens are the better team, better organization. And I'm going to say they kind of roll. Um, it's not really a Ravens game without scoring over like 25 points. I've done it most of the year. I'm going to say they do 35. I think they get five tutties in this game. No gas, uh, you know, no breaks, all gas. Not going to kick field goals. 35 and I'll, I'll I'll give them maybe 13 points which I which feels generous <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think it is going to be a big Ravens win and of course now we're we're in trouble so hopefully <laughs> this is not a, a death nail but guys let us know what your predictions are we love to hear your bold predictions we love to hear your score predictions it's always nice to get that uh, conversation going you can tell us that on uh, again VX Twitter <laughs> or um, good old YouTube. Great place to leave a comment. Or you can email us on winningpod at gmail.com. We're accessible in many ways. So looking forward to the Sunday night football game and then a bye week and then uh, some more football. So guys, no Ravens as always, and we'll talk to you soon.